Okay, we're recording. I am here with Sandwich City Councilor Ned Taylor. Uh, I'll admit he's he's been a friend of mine for some time, so uh, so I like him. You know, <laughs> uh, he's also uh, on the CRD, right? That's correct. That's CRD. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's uh, we're going to talk about the BC election. We're going to talk about what it's like to be a city councilor. We're not going to talk about Ned's age. I'm not interested in that, Ned. <laughs> I think you've, <clears throat> how long you've been a councilor for now? Uh, it's coming up on two years now. Uh, this two month. Years. You've, you've answered that question enough times then, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I so you, were, you were 18 when you were elected and, and I guess you're turning. I was 21? actually, I was, I was 18 when I first ran for council in okay. the Sanchez council by-election. Then I was elected uh, the second time the around. next year in the Sanch, in the general election when I was 19. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 21 so, now. 21 now. There you go. That's, that's all we'll talk about in relation to your age. So for me, like I, I uh, like your average person uh, am only engaged in uh, municipal politics when it actually like comes knocking on my door. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah. uh, I was saying to you before we hit record that I think a lot of people and sometimes including myself think that an elected official, even on a municipal level uh, sort of has like e- true executive power. And I know that that's not the case. Mm. Um yeah. But uh, I, I just want to know, like, what is what is your job uh, on the? We'll start with the city council, and then and then I'll ask you about the CRD. But what is your job sure. on the Sands Council look like? What does your day to day look like? What do you do? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, I could. It it, it really varies. So, um, uh, you know. Uh, well, essentially, I'm, I'm one of eight councillors on Saanich Council, and there's also a mayor. So we're, we're a council of nine in total, yeah. uh, and um, the mayor's vote is equal like everybody else's. So there's there's nine votes, so there's it's an odd number, so there's always generally a winning side. Winning side, um, yeah. And so that's how sort of the, uh, the council system works. Um, so, um, you know, uh, essentially on, on Saanich Council, just looking only at Saanich Council and not the CRD, um, uh, you know, it, it could be... If I were, you know, if I were someone who didn't really have a, you know, passion or I didn't really care, um, it, it could be a fairly easy gig. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you actually want to do a good job, and I think, you know, elected office is such a, a privilege and such a responsibility that, you know, I really see it as something that I have to work hard at. Um, it, it's extremely time consuming and, and busy. Um, so, you know, I've got a lot of work that I'm doing sort of, um, you know, on my iPad or my phone. Uh, I've got, you know, sort of, I get lots of uh, inquiries and, and emails and whatnot from residents. You're, you're very accessible, right? Like people can get I try a hold to be, of you. for sure. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, no, I try to be extremely accessible. I think that's really important. I, when I, before I, I got involved too. in politics, I used to, I used to reach out to politicians and whatnot and, and not get responses. So I sort of thought, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're serving the people, you ought to actually, you know, talk to the people when they reach out to you. So I try to, I try yeah, to, someone really takes the time, right? I can. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, I, you know, we get a lot of, uh, increase sometimes. I mean, if there's a, if there's a, you know, a controversial issue that's uh, being made or whatever, I mean, sometimes there's just hundreds and hundreds of increase and it's, it's not, you know, it's not easy to get back to everybody quickly, but, but I do my best. So I, there's also a lot of, you know, um, sort of reports I have to read and whatnot in advance of council meetings. Um, and then every, so every Monday night, there's a council meeting uh, generally. Um, and uh, they can so often start at 5 p.m. And, and, you know, I think our, our latest meeting ended at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, man. Um, yeah. we're, we're trying to not do that anymore because that's kind of ridiculous. How did it get, um, how did it but, get to 1.30? Well, the thing is, is I, like, you know, you've got an agenda and yeah. um, maybe you're on like kind of like the last few items and, you, you know, we're kind of wanting to push through because they're, they might be time sensitive or whatever. And, you know, and then the conversation, you know, um, kind of uh you know 
goes off the rails, I guess. You know, yeah, by virtue of wanting to get to a conclusion, you end up sort of in a cyclical kind of. Uh, well, well, and everybody wants to sit, wants to you know speak, uh, you know, say their point, and sometimes people are moving different motions and amendments, so you have to have a separate discussion on every single sort right. of item that's considered, um, and so. And so sometimes, and then oftentimes there's a lot of public input too. You know, if the public has a lot of interest, sometimes there's, you know, tens or even hundreds of, of speakers uh, who want to speak to council. So we have to, you know, we have to hear the public as well. So sometimes it can go, it can go on for quite a lot of time. And then, so there's the voting at the council meetings and whatnot, actually sort of speaking to issues and voting on issues. Um, then there's a lot of things that I've, uh, more so pre-COVID that I, we were doing out in the community. You know, there's community events and, uh, you know, yeah. coffee meetings with people who, you know, have issues that they want to raise with us or, uh, or things like that. Um, and then I also have a few sort of um, specific roles uh, as a council member, for example, I'm, I'm currently chairing the parks committee. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's a sort of separate role on kind of a, uh, an area that I take the lead on in council. For example, if there's, if there's an issue of, of parks and Saanich, um, you know, council members um, might sort of look to me to, um, you know, to, to be uh, working with residents or, or whatever. Um, so, so that's kind of a, an area that I take the lead on. Uh, so it's, it's pretty busy, but, um, you know, yeah, overall it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty interesting how local government works and, uh, and it's, um, yeah, no, it's exciting. I've enjoyed it so far. So it's, it sounds like the, the core of your job is, uh, is it, it comes down to communication, I suppose, right? Well, well, cer certainly I think, you know, especially in my election campaign, I think, um, you know, uh, communication is, is super key. Um, and marketing, you know, I mean, that, that's really what, you know, running an election campaign is in, in, a, in a lot of ways. It's, it's marketing, really. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that's something that sort of came natural uh, to me, naturally to me. So I, yeah, I, I, you I know, think, I think so I, yeah, I think I ran a pretty strong election campaign. And, and yeah. part of that was also, you know, my, like, at my age, I think, you know, at first, I sort of assumed that my age would work as a disadvantage, but I really used my age in a lot of ways to my advantage. You know, I, I understood social media uh, better than a lot of the other candidates. I designed my own website, uh, you know, myself. Um, and I, and I, I think I did a, a decent job. I think you job got a lot of people I, that wouldn't have voted to vote. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think, well, ex exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I had, you know, I had a friend uh, who, um, uh, who knew how to do graphic design who designed my, my, my signs and my pamphlets, my business cards, et cetera, my, my buttons. Well, that, that, was, all, that was Reed, right? Was that Reed? was Reed LeBaire, yeah. 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 Uh, it did that all as a volunteer, whereas other candidates are paying, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars to, you know, to hire a professional graphic designer. Um, and so, uh, you know, there was a lot of ways where I kind of, you know, used my youth to my advantage. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised at sort of how, how kind of ahead of the game I was in, in that sense and how, how much of an advantage it was in the end. Well, and, and so you've, been, you've now been doing this for a bit. You, you only got, I guess, I said I was going to talk about your age, but you only got a couple more years, I think, where you can lean on, uh, lean on your age, I suppose, right? So now you, yeah, well, you have to lean on your accomplishments now, Ned. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I sort of, you know, I, I talk about what I'm passionate about, and, and I think, you know, I mean – and the environment is your is is essentially your your big your big. Uh... I say that's that's definitely that's what got me involved and that's what keeps yeah. me motivated. Um, you know, social justice and whatnot are are also um, issues that I'm extremely passionate about. But I mean, I you know I think, like I mean, I, I say very sort of clearly and, and openly what's important to me, and yeah. you know, and I push very hard for for those things that I've said that are important. You know, so for climate action, um, you know, I I I don't uh, you know 
I don't support any compromises on, on climate yeah. action and, and funding of, of uh, action on climate change and, and action on the environment. Um, and I made it very clear that in the election campaign that that was an issue that was extremely important to me. And I, and I pushed very hard for, for action on that issue. And I think that's what politicians should be doing. I think, unfortunately, what happens, you know, a lot is, is often politicians want to talk about every issue and say, you know, all these issues are important and, and talk yeah. about them a lot. But when it actually gets, you know, around to, to budget time or to, to you know, um, uh, acting on those issues or putting resources to w towards those issues, then, uh, you know, sometimes uh, things don't add up. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I you need to know your priorities, right? But exactly. And yeah. I'm very, I'm very sort of, you know, uh, genuine about what I care about. And I'm, and I sort of make it really clear that this is what I care about. And, and then I, you know, I, I push really hard for, uh, for, you know, the change that I think is uh, needed on those issues and, and climate change. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's a huge priority for me. And I'm, I, I got, I'm very uh, concerned at the moment as to sort of the lack of action that's happening there in the region. And that's kind of, yeah, I found in general, awareness that, on. yeah, I found in general that uh, climate change, although it's, it's starting to come back into vogue, but it, I feel that it's left the larger political discourse um, in the wake of, of COVID and, and yeah. in the last maybe year or so. Uh, For sure. Although it is coming back into vogue uh, after the presidential debates, I think kind of brought it back in the talks of the new green deal and all that again. But yeah. um, what, I, what I wanted to ask you, I guess then is uh, what, what have you done as yeah. uh, a member of the CRD head of parks uh, no, you're not the head of parks. What's your What's your title again? What's well? I'm, I'm technically, if you want to get really technical, I'm I'm chair yeah. of the uh, Saanich Parks Trails and Recreation Advisory Committee. Okay. So it's a citizens' advice, not other politics. Yeah. Citizens in the community who are advising council on parks, trails, and recreation, Saanich. Okay. So so what I want to ask is is what have you done, and what uh, do you want to do, and what can, what can you and can't you do in your position that you're currently in? Okay. Yeah. That's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what have I done? Um, uh, I think on a continuous basis, I've, I've always, again, sort of going back to my key priorities, environment and yeah. climate change, I've always tried to push the envelope every single opportunity I get on reducing waste, reducing emissions, uh, climate change, both corporately uh, within sort of Saanich as our own corporation uh, and also in the community sort of when we're making issues uh, or sort of making decisions for issues that affect the broader community. Yeah. Um, uh, so one of the things I've, I've, I'm trying to push really hard for right now is more funding towards our climate plan. Um, in the 2020 budget process, council cut essentially $2.6 million in funding towards our climate plan. So, so I'm I pushing saw, very I hard. I about that. Uh, it was two months ago, I think. Yeah. 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 I've been posting about that for some time. So that's something that I'm pushing very hard for currently. Um, I've also done some work on, on reducing waste. I think that's a, a, another uh, sure. huge issue. And it's also an issue where local government uniquely can have a, a really substantial impact without, without, through, without, you know, yeah. through, you know, for example, like the plastic bag ban. I mean, that's, uh, that's a significant amount of waste that we've essentially been able to, um, and, and we've had to, you know, we've, we've, we've lost some progress there because of the pandemic and, and some issues yeah. in the courts. But that's an issue where we can essentially eliminate that item from our waste stream. Uh, and there's other single-use waste items as well. It is huge, right? Yeah. Straws, you know, uh, plastic cutlery, styrofoam cups and containers. Yeah, uh, I remember actually, you, you, I, you got big news for the styrofoam cups, I remember. Uh, that was, yeah. Roughly a year ago. The, the, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that was that was something, yeah, I remember the the local media outlets were quite interested in that. Um, and uh, But that's an issue that I'm going to be pushing for again. You know, I think 
the, the province just made a, a really exciting announcement that they're going to be approving, you know, municipal bylaws that are banning single-use plastic items. Uh, so that's an opportunity right. for us to, uh, and specifically getting down right into the specifics, um, the CRD can develop model bylaws uh, so that municipalities can adopt them and implement them. The CRD doesn't have the authority to actually put, implement a plastic bag ban. However, the CRD could draft a plastic bag ban bylaw and then municipalities throughout the region without having to do any work developing their own bylaw could just take that and essentially adopt it, rubber stamp it and, and have it implemented and enforced so in their communities. You're, you're in a unique position where you can uh, actually, like in, instead of just being the one to approve these things, you could actually uh, model it first Exactly. And be, able, and be able to be like, hey, I know this works, guys. Like, Ex exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, uh, businesses, uh, they, you know, they know that things like the plastic bag ban and whatnot are coming. They're not necessarily opposed to those to those kinds of bans. Uh, but what they are uh, very, I think, opposed to is, you know, for example, in the context of the CRD with 13 municipalities, 13 different bylaws on, yeah. on, you know, the exact specifics around banning plastic bags. So, you know, to have a regional consistency and, and, and a bylaw that's essentially consistent uh, throughout the region, that, that helps us garner much more support from businesses. And sure. we can make a lot more progress when we're, when we're working with businesses and whatnot, as opposed to against them. So uh, I think that's something that I'm going to be pursuing in the coming months is uh, getting the CRD to develop model bylaws and not just the plastic bag, uh, which is which is what we focused on in recent years, but also looking at the other items like styrofoam, uh, plastic uh, cutlery, you know, plastic straws, and all those yeah. sorts of things, and, and implementing model bylaws uh, to Egg ban those items. Already happened, and then unhappened for the most part. Although I've noticed, like anecdotally, most places even that are now now have the permission, if you will, to carry plastic bags, still don't. Yeah, well, a lot of them, because I mean, a lot they don't of them, have them anymore. Right? Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. they got rid of them and then the court struck down Victoria's bylaw and a lot of businesses actually didn't wind back the clock. They just stuck with with what they had already uh, implemented, you know, for example, paper bags or whatever the case was. It's generally um, paper so bags, yeah. Generally paper, for, in the context of plastic bags. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was really good to see. And then even better uh, to see was the fact that the province has now come on board with actually giving us that authority, giving municipalities that direct authority uh, to be implementing those bans. So there's going to be no question in the future now, you know, with regards to, you know, um, courts overruling our, our, our ability to actually enforce these kinds of things. That's very clear now. So that's a huge, uh, that's a huge step in the right direction. Um, so what do you, what do you think? We'll talk about Sanish specifically. What do you think the yeah. uh, biggest contemporary, as in right now, uh, issue uh, that's facing Sandwich that you can directly make a change uh, in, in your position. What, what, do, what do you think is, at least uh, from, from you getting all these messages from the community, what are you hearing about right now more than anything? I yeah. imagine it's small business. I imagine it's small business, but yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, small because business, of COVID, we, I should say. For sure. Well, I think, yeah, I think it'd probably be... Um, I think I think I'd probably touch on uh, three or four issues in terms of current issues in Saanich. Um, one is affordability and and housing affordability and the yeah, housing crisis. Always an issue in the in all thirteen municipalities for sure. For sure, that's a huge issue in Saanich particularly. I think Saanich is definitely 
um, you know, in, compar in comparison to, you know, for example, areas in the West Shore, Sanchez is one of the more expensive areas of the CRD. Well, it's also one of the areas where we've got, you know, a lot of young people who are trying to, you know, to get a start uh, yeah. in the world. So we need to be really, that's, that's a huge issue that we need to be focusing on and we are focusing on uh, in Saanich. Um, yeah, Saanich no is, where, is where you'll, you have tons of houses, especially in, Gordon Head is in Saanich, right? That's, that's correct? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we have, a lot of you have eight students in a four person house. You know, you have all these, yeah. and it's, that's technically illegal and it gives the landlord yeah. the right to whatever. And like, right. that's, that's nonsense. It is not. And well, it's, or, or it's, they're Airbnbs, right? Or they're Airbnbs. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like kids need a place to live. And, and by kids, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, 18 exactly. to 35, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a huge issue. Housing affordability. Um, I, I argue that that uh, climate change is, is uh, the biggest issue affecting uh, everyone, every place, essentially in this world. It's and, and the threat, man. It's the, yeah. It is. The, it is. Yep. So I think I, I would argue that that is a very uh, current issue um, mm -hmm. in Saanich. Uh, and, uh, and then I think definitely um, uh, uh, racism and, um, and uh, oppression uh, is something that has, I think has been, uh, you know, definitely something that uh, has been talked about um, more in, in recent months um, sure. in, in the world, but uh, something that we're also, uh, that we also need to think about in Saanich, you know, it's so easy for us to just, you know, for like, for me as, as a white guy to just say, oh, you know, that's a, maybe that's a problem that's worse in, worse in the States or, or whatever, but it, but it is an issue that's real in our community. Yeah, and we have, have to, we have to recognize that and, and yeah. we have to take action on that. So that's something that what can you do? I've been here. Well, well, that's a, it's a good question. And I, and I don't know if, if I, as a, again, like as a, as a white guy, um, you know, I'm not afraid to say, I'm not exactly sure like what, what the answer is. And I, I think I, what we need to be doing is hearing from people who are directly affected by racism, you know, uh, black people, indigenous people, people of color, uh, you know, we have a fa fairly sizable Asian uh, population in our community as well, all of whom uh, I'm sure experience racism and deal with racism as a direct issue. I don't, yeah. you know, so yeah. I'm not afraid to say, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I want to help. And we need to be hearing from people who deal with racism as to what the, what the solutions are. Um, and so we're looking at, uh, we, we are having uh, a lot of conversations with uh, our with the black community in Saanich um, yeah. and about what we can do. Uh, and that's a, that's a conversation that's ongoing currently, but that's definitely something uh, in terms of current issues. That's something that I've been hearing a lot more from, from people in my, my email inboxes. I've, I've seen a lot of messages about that. And so that's something yeah. that I think a lot of people in Saanich are reaching out to, to me about and, and, uh, and raising awareness about. You're working on educating yourself, I suppose, on, on uh, the issues of systemic racism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thinking about, you know, what, what can I do to help in, in my role uh, as, yeah. as just as a, as a human being, but also as, as an elected official, uh, mm -hmm. local elected official. Um, and then I think, uh, yeah, it was, there was another issue that I had in mind that just escaped me. Um, yeah. You said climate change, racism, climate change, housing, climate affordability. Change, yeah. Housing affordability. Yeah. There's another issue. I'm sure it'll come back to me. Okay. Those are well, some of the big, I think, current issues that yeah. I see people talking a lot about uh, in Saanich. I'd yeah. say those are those definitely top the charts in terms of what issues are kind of talked most about or, or having, uh, uh, you know, its biggest impacts, I'd say. Yeah. And I too, I think, I think you and your position, and I, I, I am going to go back to your age, but I think you have the capacity. Yeah 
at the very least, to come off as as sincere. Uh, in, in, yeah. And, and, you know, a, a young person, people are more, uh, what is the word malleable, I think, to, yeah. uh, to, to new information and to, uh, you know, continuing to educate themselves on uh, uh, issues that, you know, require sort of a, a progressive outlook, right? For sure. For sure. And the other issue, the issue that escaped me, obviously, the economy. I mean, people always <laughs> yeah. talk about the yeah. economy. That's but right now, economic recovery is huge and, and yeah. economic recovery for local businesses. That's that's a big one. And, and you're right. Lo, small businesses in Saanich are, are very concerned about that because a lot of oh, them are, are not, not even open right now. Right. No. So that's a huge issue. But it really frustrates me when um, one thing I've, I've been laid witnessed... off twice, Ned. I've been laid off twice really? during the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, it's it's yeah, that's it's hitting a lot of people uh, very yeah. directly. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 a huge one, obviously, and that's going to continue to be for uh, I think the entirety of the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic is is uh, I'd say I'll just make it five issues I think that are the biggest current pandemic housing is, affordability, yeah. um, racism, uh, economic recovery, uh, the pandemic, and climate change. I'd say those are the five sort of biggest current issues that I see in Sandwich and and uh, and and, and around all of globally, those globally exactly issues, around the world yeah. as well. Yeah, I guess how, housing sure. affordability in, in I suppose very specific certain areas. My that's the housing affordability is very uh, specific, very locally uh, a, a, a sure. huge issue. Yeah, that's yeah. it's huge in in this it's much region, bigger issue here than in Winnipeg, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. No, it's, it, that's a huge issue and it's getting worse and, uh, and it's hitting, yeah. you know, for example, our generation, I think um, really hard, you know, there's a lot yeah, of, uh, well, there you go. I mean, that's, that's just <laughs> it, you know, I mean, like uh, the, I mean, you, you mentioned the occupancy thing and that was a, that was a big issue that I think we've made some progress on, but not really as, I saw as, that in a video as we that I watched this afternoon when I was uh, doing my deep dive on, on you in the, in the city council. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i it's uh because what what it was was the limit was you can't have more than four unrelated people living in the same home together uh yeah. and so i wanted to just get rid of that limit entirely and and some of my colleagues agreed with that as well because i think it's it's just it's just unrealistic and and how do you know what the right number is i mean we don't have any data to look to we're just essentially guessing um and so what only, the only we, reason that you would do that uh, that i can think of is some like fire code kind of bs you know what i mean and uh, other than that yeah. like and that's yeah that's some that's some like yeah power tripping kind of uh <laughs> stuff in my opinion like i used yeah. to work in a place where they would use the fire code all the time just because they were like uh you know the managers or whatever were just annoyed that there was too many people sitting at a table and i'm yeah. like it's not it's not a safety it's not a safety hazard yeah. Yeah. That, that was something that was raised a little bit, but I, it was more so, I think, um, an issue of just, well, I mean, I think young people were sort of saying loud and clear, like, you know, like, wake up, there's nowhere to live. And the only places that we can afford are places where, you know, there are six other students in a home, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the reality. And so and two of them um, are under the table. Right. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, yeah. the, the kind of rental both metaphorically that people are having to live in are are oftentimes atrocious because that's that's just what's even not even affordable, but what people are able to 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 afford because it's all so ridiculously expensive here. Yeah. And also, is not not only expensive, but there's just not a lot of vacancy. 
Uh, there's not a lot of options out there. So, so that's, that's a huge issue. And, and that was an, ex, uh, a, a, uh, that was a, a big decision. We raised the limit from four to six, which I think was a step in the right direction, but not enough because the, the example, the specific example that brought that to our attention in the first place, which was reported on by the CBC and Global News and, and, and whatnot, was a group of seven girls living in a seven bedroom home. So like the very specific issue that made council, uh, you know, consider changing this is still uh, not actually addressed by, by the change in the bylaw from four to six. Uh, that right. situation yeah. is still illegal. So even though um, there's seven bedrooms. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's absurd. yeah it, it's yeah, that was, yeah. So that was, that's, that's a, that was a, an issue that I think we, you know, we, we, we took a, I guess a baby step in the right direction, but I don't think we really have actually addressed um, and, and that's just one, that's just one decision. Yeah. That we made. This is what I like about you though. Is you don't settle, you, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. That rocks. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, so we talked about this before we started recording too, but, uh, yeah. there's a BC election coming up. I'm also not there that is. engaged in, uh, provincial politics, to be honest. Our, I know mm. as much as that our current premier is, is an NDP and his name is John Horgan. And then yep. he says he's going to get rid of PST for a month. I think um, that's Andrew Wilkinson. Or is is that, Andrew? Well, Andrew Wilkinson, I think, was saying he's going to get rid of P- PST for a year or something. I think I don't know. I just saw a headline. I didn't read further yeah. into it, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. know. Uh, I'm with you. I haven't dug into it. Um, so I don't know. You got any thoughts on that? I'm not, I'm not asking for a, par- a partisan answer. I'm just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what, do, what do you know? What's what are the stakes? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that, I mean, this election was called because I think, you know, John Horgan and the, and the NDP want a, want a majority. I mean, I mean, that's pretty right. obvious that this is a, you know, they've been up in the polls and that's not a, 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 a partisan comment. That's just, I mean, that's just, that's just obvious. You know, I mean, I think yeah. they're yeah. up in the polls and, um, and, you know, they've still got this sort of a minority government. Um, and I think they're, you know, they see this as a, as a chance to get a majority. And I, I think, I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd probably place my bets on, on that happening. I think they probably will get a majority. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens to the other two parties and whether or not they, uh, you know, they lose or, or gain seats. Um, which which and, other uh, two parties? The well, the Greens and the Liberals, the Liberals are the are the other two sort of main parties in BC. In I BC, encourage people right. to to not just uh, you know I, I encourage people to look outside the boundaries of the the major political parties, but essentially yeah. you know I think those are the the only three parties that will most likely get seats in this seats election. In, in here, yeah, for sure. But uh, and it'll be interesting to see also as the election goes on, you know, what kind of new tactics are used for campaigning, considering that, you know, we can't be door knocking anymore, you know, because of, because of the pandemic and whatnot, campaigning has to be done a lot differently. Yeah. So it'll be interesting door to see how that is a, bit, is a bit archaic though, in my opinion. You think so? I think, I think it's people really... spend so much time on their, their phone and on their computer that you can accomplish whatever you were trying to accomplish with door knocking on the internet, to be honest with you, Ned. Well, why can't you do both? Well, I mean, dude, I'm for both, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I'm for both, but I, I think that, uh, you can reach a lot more people without putting in as much time on the internet, uh, and accomplish essentially the same thing. I think that uh, other than the, the sort of like late baby boomer demographic that I'd say that's true. Yeah. You know, if, if, so for example, my mom, my mom, she's upstairs. If you, if you knocked on her door, she would probably like flip you the bird and be like, I don't want to talk to you. But she read about you on Facebook for sure, you yeah. know. Yeah, she's yeah. uh she's in her in her mid to late fifties, 
right? So, I've knocked on I've knocked on thousands of doors in my election no, yeah, campaign, yeah. and I have to say it was it was totally worthwhile. I mean, not only was yeah. it uh, from a you know a campaigning perspective an effective way to um, you know to to campaign, but also it was. Uh, I'm talking I mean, provincially, get, Ned. By the way, I don't. I think a municipal politics door knocking is a good idea. Yeah. Yes. I think it's I think it's an important part of of uh, campaigns at all levels of government. I think okay. I mean I had a lot of people and and maybe I mean I obviously I only I've only ever run as a municipal um as a local uh, candidate uh, yeah. but I mean I had a lot of people sort of very kind of like genuinely pleased and and pleasantly surprised that you know a candidate was knocking on their door and willing to have a conversation with them. And yeah. and that's what you know I think that still needs to be a part of politics is just having a conversation, you know? I mean I, I, I think, I, I mean, I agree, like social media is, is a, I mean, and again, I use that to my advantage big time when I, when I ran for council and I think it's something that I, you know, I, I was able to kind of, and you're, um, you're only going to get better at it too, man. I'm sure. Well, it's, and it's something I continue to use uh, to this day as, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm on, you know, the, the sort of the usual platforms and I, and I use them to, you know, to, to share opportunities and to share what, what I stand for. And, and I think your happening. Twitter could use some work, Ned, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you in, could still, in what way? Uh, I think you could be more informal on your Twitter because that's what Twitter is. You, you know what I mean? Like you see, yeah. you see plenty of politicians even use Twitter a little bit more colloquially than, um, you know, colloquial means <laughs> like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, sorry, that's patronizing. But yeah, I don't know. I think you could, I always find Twitter is one of those ones where you, you see, I remember like, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio, right, uh, has a Twitter account and it's pretty yeah. much just him doing these sort of like repost looking, like just sharing links and it looks yeah. like an advertisement, right? Yeah. Think about that. That's all I have to say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm always trying to, trying to improve for sure. The young people and the old people, we all love Twitter. We all love, Twitter is the most loved social media, if you ask me. I, I mean, it's, it's my personal favorite uh, yeah. amongst the social medias that I use, but it's, uh, I mean, there's a reason politicians, so many politicians are using Twitter nowadays because uh, it's a way for, you know, politicians to kind of uh, uh, get their word out there without sort of going through the usual kind of, you know, uh, mainstream media outlets. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, which I think has a, has a, has a positive impact. Um, but there's, there's always a flip side of the point as well um, with regards to social media. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, going back to, to the to the BC election campaign, it'll be interesting to see like how the how the parties uh, campaign um, and whether or not people. I mean, I've certainly heard people are not necessarily happy with the election being called at this time. Whether or not it was it was necessary, it'll be interesting to see how that translates in terms of uh, election results. Yeah, it was a panic to get registered or whatever. Like I was just like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, today's the day. But then I think they extended yeah. it. I don't know. Well, but, you can uh, also register at your polling station as well. I mean, it's great for people to register beforehand, but, uh, but I don't know if you're if you're you know immunocompromised or above sixty five or whatever. Like, you shouldn't do that. That's true. Well, that's why I think mailing uh, ballots is something that they've really tried to uh, to push. Yeah, very controversial subject in the United States for whatever reason, but yeah, yeah very yeah, not so much here though. So absurd. Uh, I, okay. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I think it's. Um, I mean, I, I don't think the election was really necessary. I think it was, I think it was quite obviously kind of a, a power grab, but, um, but it is what it is. And, and it's, uh, um, it'll, uh, it's happening uh, and it'll be really, there's a, you know, there's a, uh, both uh, opposition parties are, have new leaders. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see all the new. About that a couple of days ago. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see all the leaders go toe to toe in, in the, uh, in the, in the debate and whatnot. 
Um, overall, I think, yeah, no, it'll be an interesting election. It'll be probably one of the most unique elections that we've had in decades. Yeah, man. I think so too. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you things unrelated to politics in rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just like, okay. So my show that, that this, this will air on, or at least a segment of this will air on, uh, is a music show essentially. Yes. I do whatever I want though on it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Okay, what what have you been listening to, if anything? What like what do you what do you listen to? I want the real answer because like I'm I'm gonna say this on the radio. Ned likes punk rock, and he might be yeah. He might not like to uh, at least last time I I listened to music with Ned, it was like Black Flag <laughs> and uh, Minus yeah. Ned, right? Oh, terrific bands, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. I listen to Emo Chanel. <laughs> nice, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, no, I, I like punk rock. I like. Uh, I like pop. I like rap. I like, uh, I like all sorts of stuff. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, uh, I just bought a vinyl for $94, um, uh, off of, uh, uh online, uh, on Discogs. By, Did you get it on Discogs? No, I, I actually got an Amazon. I was looking for it, uh, by Rosie and the originals. Okay. It's really sweet band from the, from the fifties. Um, yeah, Rosie, she's got a beautiful voice. The mo they've got this, they've got one song that kind of blew up angel baby, but they've yeah. got a lot of other good stuff and they're, they're not, I mean, they're, they're, they're not like an underground, but, but they're, but they're, you know, but they're not that well known. And I was looking for a vinyl uh, by them for, for a while. And I, I looked for like over a week and I only found two. I found one on Amazon that one that I bought. And I found another one on eBay for auction, so I just bought the one on Amazon. So, so, so there we go. That's that's uh, that's okay. one. I just bought that like this, this weekend. Oh, they're great. They're great. Yeah, I'm if I, I, I'm, I'm, I've actually I went through kind of like a '50s music phase, and, and that's always right. something that's kind of stayed in my playlist. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Uh, okay, nice. I, yeah, yeah, I grew up listening to Johnny Cash. I think he's really cool. Uh, I really like Sam Cooke as well. Uh, yeah, dude, Sam like, rocks, man. Yeah, hell he yeah. totally rocks. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a record of his. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I listened to Bob Marley growing up. I, I yeah, love that I, guy. I went through a big uh, dub reggae phase in the middle of COVID. It was, it was my one untouched genre, and I would just okay. like, got really. I could send you some good reggae if you want some, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm. I yeah. No, I'm always play some on the show. Love listening to new stuff. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm trying to think of stuff that I've been listening to recently. Yeah. Uh, well, should I, should I pull up my Spotify here? Yeah, do it. Okay. This will be the, the I'm going to cut out all of your political, like talking and just, <laughs> all right, I got Ned Taylor here to talk to me about music. There we go. For the uninformed, I don't know if you want me to say this, me and me and Ned made a uh, punk album in uh, yeah 2015. Yeah, I'll play some of it on the on the show today. Uh, whenever I hear this, I guess next Monday. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't listened to that stuff for a while. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Honestly, no. I mean, you. The first genre you mentioned was punk rock, and I I kind of enjoy. I do enjoy listening to to punk rock still. Um, and, uh, I, I always, it's always kind of like a, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of an outsider in, in the, in the political world. You know, I don't really like, I, I haven't been doing this for a while. I don't really think of myself as a, as a politician real. I mean, I guess I do, but I, I don't, uh, 
I think I'm anything sort of but the kind of the the the, the status quo or the kind of uh, general, like uh, what politicians usually are. So yeah. there, um, been, there have been and, a lot of young guys popping up again, though, right? Didn't the, the Green Party have, has? Uh, they had somebody who was even younger than you when you yeah. first started. Um, yeah, in my in in Sanich actually in, in Sanich. Sanich. So K- Kate O'Connor. Yeah, she's running yeah. for the Green Party. She's seventeen. She's you turning eighteen before election. I I haven't met her. I've talked to her on the phone, um, and uh, and the media's contacted me a lot about it just because I think I'm a I'm a young person that's in the yeah, same yeah. area as her. I was elected. Well, because you, you were you're one of the youngest elected officials ever, right? Is that is that correct? Ever? Well, I, I I think I yeah. I mean, it's definitely rare for someone my age to get elected, but I I know that I'm to the best of my knowledge, I'm the youngest ever Sanich councillor and CRD director. You are. It says that on the website. Yeah. 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 To the best of my knowledge, for as long as uh, I, I as long as the records sort of go back and yeah. Sanich, I'm yeah. the I'm the youngest and the CRD that they told me the first day I what went into their building after I left that I was the youngest they'd ever had on their board. So, so that was kind of cool. But yeah. uh, I think they have one in PEI right now as well. I might be, I might be. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think they have a young conservative in PEI. Okay. Which is okay. bizarre, but yeah. Uh, but, but that might be, I might be totally wrong. It's just something I overheard someone talking about while I was waiting for. The okay. <laughs> so okay. Not, not something it's I read not, Yeah. Not, uh, totally anecdotal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Got to preface it. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you see any good movies lately, Ned? You watch any any or or television? I'm not a big TV guy, but I'm a big. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, you are. You are a big movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Movies that I've watched recently. Um, I watched this really interesting documentary that I don't think a lot of people have heard about, called um, "If a Tree Falls." Oh, dude, that's in my syllabus for my philosophy through film class. Hey, you've you've watched it, hey? I have to watch it in two weeks. Oh, it's a, it's really school. interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, someone just recommended that to me, um, and uh, and it was really interesting. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, I'm trying to think of like movies that aren't that everybody you know hasn't heard of. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, I watched the hot netflix new hot netflix movie or whatever. yeah exactly yeah exactly that's one that i can think of that was that was not that well known but really interesting uh i think it's i think it's a few years old now but yeah, it, was, it, was pretty, it was it was pretty interesting yeah it shared some really interesting perspectives like it was it was well i guess i don't want to spoil it for you because you're you're going to be i mean it's a documentary so there's it's not necessarily you know something that you get a spoiler for but oh, i mean so it's, it's the uh, earth liberation front okay yeah so it's, you get, you get interesting perspectives because like, I mean, although I'm, I'm like a very passionate environmentalist, like I'm not going and like burning down logging yeah, you're, you're not a, you're not a, you know, the classic sort of mimetic uh, handcuff yourself to a tree kind of guy. Right. Well, well, exactly. But at the same time, I, I kind of like, I, I can get, Dude, it's, I, punk. I, I, it's punk. It's punk. Well, well there you go. Yeah. There you go. And, and I, I listen to punk all the time. And I mean, like, I can definitely, I mean, we have to, I, I do agree with, we have to, we have to fight for our future. You know, I, I really believe that. And if that yeah. means protests, absolutely. That has to be part of the equation. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm in the sort of elected kind of political world where I have to use my words and my, uh, you know, my kind of uh, political navigation uh, yeah. to make a difference. Um, but for, you know, I think our, I think our, our society. Only, you can only be so up. radical as an elected official. Uh, well, there you go. But or I, you, I, maybe I you, you should only be so radical, perhaps. Is sure. The better, better thing. 
sure. Yeah. But I think, uh, but I think civil disobedience is, is a, is a, he needs to be a huge part of the equation when it comes to climate change. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we've been yeah. talking about climate change for decades yeah. and we're still, I mean, like every, every government, every politician loves to tick that box. Uh, but I, I, there, there's absolutely not enough being done, not even close. It's atrocious, the, yeah. the lack of action and the fact that we've been now, this is something that we're well aware of, the science is clear and we're still talking about it. You know, we want to tick that box, but do we actually want to put money and, and resources towards it and make those kind of big decisions, uh, bold decisions that need, to, that, need to be done, that need to be made, you know, to, to make a difference? That's, that's not happening yet. It's not so, happening. so it's not happening at yet at all. So, uh, so that's, uh, so it's really interesting going back to that documentary. I mean, it was interesting because, you know, you get the, you get different perspectives. I mean, you get people who are, you know, who have, I have a shared passion for the environment about, but maybe I wasn't as, I'm not as someone who's wanting to kind of burn down <laughs> logging mills or whatever, but then you get the other side of the perspective, which is that, you know, these people are doing uh, essentially property destruction. Uh, that's, that's what they're doing. And uh, and what it's being referred to in the in the media, uh, and this is highlighted in the documentary, is eco terrorism. Yeah, which is a, which is totally misleading, and uh, and it's it's like it's a buzzword, right? Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, absolutely. and 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 the people who are doing these kinds of things are saying, you know, like call it what it is, it's property destruction. Uh, you know, this is it's civil disobedience, it's it's protests, it's it's eco terrorism is this kind of buzzword uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was used quite a bit. So it's interesting to see the different perspectives. Trying to make it sound violent. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's, uh, so that, so anyways, yeah, that, that was, that was a documentary that I watched recently. That was, uh, that I'm sure not everybody's, uh, heard of it was, it was interesting and you get a, I, I, I really like, yeah, no, I, I really liked the, the different perspectives and kind of, you know, I mean, I can, I, I would never, you know, kind of do the things that they were doing myself, but, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting to kind of see from their perspective why they did it and and kind of how the world was reacting to them doing it and 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 whatnot. It's it's really interesting. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, if you're looking for something, uh, uh, you know, a uh, little uh, little radical, uh, I'm, I'm learning about protests and whatnot. With that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd you'd like. I know you would like it, JP. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I'm sure yeah, I will. it's an interesting one. Yeah, the music was by The National, which is a good band. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just have the Wikipedia page in front of me. Yeah, I gotta watch it for school, right. so I will. Oh, um, good. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Cool. I'm 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 happy to hear that you all uh, on public record like this, regardless of whether or not anyone actually listens to this. But um, you you know you're willing to admit an interest in in uh, sort of uh, radical um, uh, political uh, display. Well, it's interesting to 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 see that perspective. I mean, and I think that. Although I'm not sure if kind of that level of civil disobedience, maybe is that, I mean, is that the best way to go about it? I don't know, but I think civil disobedience and protest absolutely has to happen. And, uh, and this is the thing. I mean, when, when we're, you know, when an issue is talked about for so long and then nothing's done about it, I mean, people, again, fight for your future, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's, you know, you got to, yeah, and climate change in particular. I mean, we've got literally like nine years before the impacts of climate change could be irreversible. And, and I mean, look, at our skies are literally filled with smoke for the past yeah, uh, number of weeks. And I'm still having to argue why we should not be cutting millions of dollars from our climate plan. You know, like it's, it's atrocious. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think civil disobedience and protest absolutely has to be, uh, you know, something that, are, that we're doing to, to stand up for our future. Okay, there's something that we could, I'd like to go back to. I, I recall... 
and I can't remember the exact uh, name that was used, but it was uh, you, someone else, and Lisa helps um, put forward the this thing that that had been going on in various other cities around the world, and it was a climate state of emergency. Climate emergency declaration. Emergency yeah. declaration. Yeah. And, and your fellow councilmen, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your fellow councilmen initially were on board and it just never happened. What so, the, the, the actual action related to that uh, declaration, right? So here's what happened. Uh, every yeah. single municipality in the CRD declared a climate emergency, including Saanich. Yeah. And then uh, at the very next budget process, so we did that in 2019. And then at the 2020 budget process, council literally cut $2.6 million in funding uh, to climate action, environmental leadership. That's, that's, that's what the, that's what the section in our budget was called. Yeah. Um, so that's literally saying one thing and doing another. That's literally what people hate about politics. And, and yes. it's totally disingenuous. That's I mean, what I hate I mean, about you, politics specifically. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and if you're going to, if you're going to do that, then I think you also should have opposed declaring a climate emergency. I mean, don't say yeah, that, an, don't declare an individual issue to be an emergency and then maintain status quo and not do anything yeah, more to address it's, that it's emergency. Per performative uh, at its, at its most blatant, right? Yeah. So that really frustrated me. So that was, so that's, um, so, I mean, I, so that's one of my, my biggest concerns, I think, on council and on the CRD. And the CRD, too. I mean, we declared a climate emergency at the board in 2019 of February. What we've done since then, we've hired one new staff person to work on sustainability issues. And that's it? That's it, essentially. Yeah. yeah that's uh, not going to do anything, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a baby step, but to, to declare climate change to be an emergency and then to take one more baby step towards addressing climate changes, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's totally yeah. disingenuous. And it's, it's, that's embarrassing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, so how are you going to get the funding back? If you, like, what's, what's your first baby step, in, in your words, towards yeah. getting the funding back? Uh, other than, I mean, you were, you were very clear to the media and on your social media that you were embarrassed and, and unhappy about this, which yeah. is, is a step. But what's, what's the next step? Well, I essentially, I mean, I need to get my elected colleagues on board uh, with, uh, with, with, with putting, you know, their money where their mouth is, essentially. Um, are, they not so, on board? are they not on board? Well, council voted 6-3, essentially, to cut that $2.6 million in funding to our climate plan. Where so, is so that, six, where is, do you know where that money is going otherwise? Uh, to lower taxes, to reduce taxes. Okay. Reduce the tax lift. So... Uh, so I mean, it's it's you know unfortunately two point six million dollars spread across what like a few hundred thousand thousand people. people yeah it's a couple dollars right it's I'm it's peanuts compared to what we're going to be paying if we don't act on climate change yeah yeah think of think of I mean the the wildfires the rising sea levels I mean all of the the flooding I mean think of the impacts in the next I mean, I mean in well in our lifetimes but even in the generation older than us in in their lifetimes i mean we're seeing the, our skies were filled with smoke like like just yeah, a week yeah. or two ago you know i mean we're, we're not able to going, absolutely yeah i mean for 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 the past number of weeks now that's that's been happening so that's that's climate change that is that is it that is what it is it's 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 occurring now it's impacting us now and it's only going to get worse and and it's going to cost more too i mean we talk about 
you know, oh, you know, it's we're, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, we've got to save money, etc. And sure, that's all, that's all fair. And I, I, I think I would definitely, you know, agree with that in a sense. But, you know, if we don't act on climate change, it will literally cost us more in dollars, and yeah. in quality of life, and in so many other things, uh, if we if we just wait, and we don't act, and we and we continue to maintain status quo, the status quo is not good enough. It's not even close. Uh, so on a on a federal level, what, what do you think we can uh, do now? On a federal level, in relation to climate change, yes. Well, I think I mean I, I well there's a, there's a number of things. I mean I think. Well, well let's say on an international level, how about that? Well, I mean I think there's there's all there's 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 all there's things that we can be doing in our own lives. I mean we can all you know, be doing things to, you know, reduce the amount of waste we're creating uh, to, you know, reduce our own emissions. And yeah. then there's the sort of, you know, spreading the word, getting your neighbors, your friends, your, your family members, um, you know, uh, more aware and, uh, you know. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm more asking uh, what, what, what can elected officials do? Do you, th- do you think what what moves what, what can elected what, officials do yeah what grander moves because I like the, the well, what the community can do to me is is super obvious right yeah Sure. Less, I, less I waste, don't waste water, uh, uh, be uh, yeah. a more conscious consumer, right? Well, the, but the community plays a really critical role as well in getting politicians on board. I mean, if, yes, if, people, if people aren't voting, if people, um, you know, are not necessarily, are not telling their elected officials that this is critical, then politicians are going to be much more fighting, uh, much more comfortable, for example, with cutting funding uh, for for climate plans and, and for, or yeah. for climate action that sort of thing. But in terms of what elected officials can do, I think it's really a matter of having the political will uh, to put substantial dollars uh, towards climate action and also to be moving away from industries like the oil and gas industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, we we are still literally expanding oil and gas. Yeah, well, uh, that LNG ties into products. issues of systemic racism that you're talking about before too. Well, I mean, it's 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 so frustrating because you know like for example i mean the the bc government currently again talking about climate change they want to tick that box but then they're you know approving new lng projects uh yeah. you know we saw what happened with the with, with what, the is it, what is LN, lng is uh liquefied natural gas natural gas yeah 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 and that's that is expanding oil and gas infrastructure that, that and that is the absolute opposite direction that we need to be moving in and so it's a matter of having that political will uh, as as politicians to actually be doing things that are very bold and and may not be uh, popular uh, amongst uh, amongst certain people, but it's a matter of sort of looking at the science and and looking at the evidence yeah. and and being bold and and having that political will to actually do what's necessary and 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 um, moving away you know phasing out oil and gas is the direction that we need to be moving and not expanding. And so it's, it's really a matter of having the political will and, and it's absolutely critical for everyday people to be speaking up about this. I mean, if, you know, I think, um, I think young people, um, you know, if, if young people vote, uh, yeah. politicians will start to listen and pay attention to what young people are asking for. Um, if young people don't vote, then, then the, you know, the, the risk there uh, which is very real, uh, is that politicians will continue to listen to, you know, older generations uh, and not really care much for, for what uh, is important to younger generations. So it's absolutely critical that we speak up for ourselves. And I think we need, you know, more young people in elected office and we need uh, more young people voting as well. And, and I think the tide is turning. I think more young people are getting involved. Um, but uh, but that and, and, you know, that needs to that needs to continue. 
Do you, do you think concerns um, with, with young people getting involved in uh, something as complex as, as politics uh, and then, then the concerns that, that people have about, um, about, about education and experience uh, have any validity or, or do you think that, um, uh, the, as I said before, the, the malleability uh, and the progressiveness and the uh, passion that ge- young people generally have compared to older generations, especially our generation yeah. uh, being yeah. Gen Z, millennial, whatever. Uh, do you think there's any validity to um, like, do you, I guess what I'm really asking no, is, do you think you need people that have experience and people that have less experience to work together? Or, or do you think that, well, well, no, well, sure. You know what I'm asking? Like, I, I do know, I know you're asking and I mean, sure, you know, absolutely. We need people with experience, but that's, that's all that we have right now in government. I mean, you know, the, I think the, yeah. the youngest yeah. MLA in the legislature is like mid thirties, uh, yeah. you know, and the rest of them are I think, much older. You know, we have, we've already ticked that box in terms of experience and sort of knowledge and, and that kind of thing, um, you know, a, a million times in, in government and in, and in political bodies. What we, what we haven't tapped into is, is younger generations. I mean, and young people are totally underrepresented uh, in, our political, uh, in our political bodies. Uh, so, you know, sure. Yes, we need, we need experience. You know, we need a diversity of perspectives around the table, but right now there's a total gap, uh, in terms of young people, um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, younger generations, uh, on, uh, on, on elected, uh, elected bodies. That's why, why do you think that gap is a, is a problem? I sh- I, I, yeah. Well, because, because it's our future on the line and, and, and we're not having an, an equal Good say answer. in it. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, um, have been raised on different issues. Uh, yeah. our generation, we're, we're much more, uh, concerned with, we're, honestly, we we seem to be less concerned with, um, with economic issues, generally speaking. Like, I can't speak for all young people, obviously, uh, but, but we are, but, but we're, we're, we're concerned with, um, more global, we're, we're very globally minded, the, the young people, right? Is, yeah, is, I think so. I'm and I'm much more passionate about issues like climate change. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, in terms of the economy, I mean, the economy doesn't uh, exist uh, without, a, without a planet for it to exist mm-hmm. on, right? Nice. So it's not, a, I, mean, I mean, you could argue, I mean, I care about the economy um, as, as well as climate change. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> That's I another want, thing I, I like about you, Ned, is, is, is you understand that it's, it's all kind of a, a push-pull, right? It, it's all related. It's but all you won't compromise. Very it's, good. It's it's all it all connects, right? And uh, I mean, people talk about you know, oh, we can't do X, Y, and Z on climate change because we have to do X, Y, and Z in the economy. Well, the economy doesn't exist if climate change continues the way it, it is. You know, yes. we don't exist. All live, all life on planet Earth doesn't exist uh, if if climate change continues in the direction that it's going in. So so I'd argue that climate action is is good for the economy. Yeah. So I'm going to read uh, something Ned said here uh, that that I quite like. Although it's incredibly complex, I'm furious with the provincial government's efforts to expand oil and gas infrastructure. We need to be moving in the opposite direction. I also do believe that senior levels of government should be doing a better job at consulting with indigenous communities affected by major projects. So in this election coming up very soon in BC, think about what Ned said there. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 extremely important. I don't think... Um, the BC government or the, the federal government in Canada is doing enough in that regard at all. Good man. Okay. I think we can call it there, Ned. It's been a very good conversation. Okay. Thanks it's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, this has been this has been more fun than most of the interviews I do.
That's good. Okay, I'll ask you one last question. I've asked this to a couple yeah. of my guests. Uh, what's the What's the question you don't like being asked, if you have any, or that you're sick of answering? I'm at, I I thought uh, it'd be about your age, but you actually seem pretty chill about it, to be honest. So I don't really care. I mean, it's 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 expected. You know, I mean, if yeah. I were, I would ask myself that question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely, that's the question I get asked most is, is how old I am. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that. I, 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 what's the question I'm tired of being asked? Yeah. Um, uh, I can give you some well, examples I, of answers I got. So yeah. as the band and they said, we're sick of people asking us about the band name. Uh, okay. And, Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the best example I could think of actually. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think there's, there's uh, well there's i mean there's the question uh, yes i mean sure there, there, there's the questions that relate to our entire conversation is you know when i talk about climate change people say you know well don't you think the economy is important too right it's yeah absolutely i mean but again i mean the, and i just made this point so i don't want to sound like a broken record but i mean i i get tired of those kinds of questions uh being yeah, yeah. Asked so, and, so and it's a matter you of, get tired of people saying just because you focus on these one this one great existential issue uh like you, th they think that it negates your your pa not passion, but negates your care for uh, something that that many people believe to be a contradictory thing. So being sure. uh, worrying yep. about fis fiscal issues uh, as your primary focus, uh, people sometimes believe uh, counteracts uh, a concern for social issues or environmental yeah. issues when uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not mutually exclusive or whatever the correct <laughs> expression there is, you know? Well, no, it's, it's all connected. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I don't get, there's not many questions that really uh, annoy me or, or anything. I, I, I enjoy answering questions. I find interviews often fun. Like I think this is, this is something that, you know, talking and, and public speaking and, and whatnot, something that, that, that I think comes kind of natural to me. So yeah. naturally to me. So you're an, you're um, an extrovert, Ned, like there is no doubt about For that. sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm born performer. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, I, I'm an political extrovert, theater. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm also, I, I also, I th and I think everybody, you know, is, is, you know, uh, uh, has sort of introverted aspects, I, I guess you could say, but, sure. uh, but definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because sometimes I think the question they ask is, do you gain energy when you're talking to people or when you're alone? That's kind of like an introverted, extroverted, are you introverted or are you extroverted question? I, 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 my answer is genuinely that. both. Uh, yeah. You know, I definitely need that time to kind of like just be by myself and, and, and think, but I also, I, I'm super social uh, and yeah. whatnot. So yeah, no, but overall, I mean, I think what frustrates me most, uh, maybe my biggest frustration is, is uh, you know, uh, the lack of progress that are, that's being made on the issues that I care about, whether or not it boils <laughs> yeah. down to one specific question. I think it's a variety of, of those kinds of questions. Yeah. Uh, that really frustrate me. I don't think people realize the the urgency of of climate change and and affordability and and these kinds of things. Um, uh, waste, you know. Uh, but uh, so it's uh, um, yeah, that's what frustrates me about most about my job. Um, but yeah. overall, you know, it's I, I really love it and um, that's and good. Uh, I'm glad you for the opportunity. I'm, if you're elected, if you're elected into a position and you don't like your job, uh, you should not run again. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. And, and I'm, and I'm not in that vote. I, I love it. It's uh, it's every, I think, you know, had I not gotten elected, this is what I would be wanting to learn about anyways, yeah. is, you know, political science and that kind of thing. So being able to do it firsthand and have the chance to make a difference at the same time is, is it's awesome. I love it. Okay. And I don't take it for granted. You know, I want to use my, my position to make a big difference. So that's what I try to do. 
Okay, so I, I've now thought of another question. What's what's the what's if, do you have any big picture uh, uh, plans for for your career uh, specifically um, that you that you're willing to disclose at least because I know that that could potentially be a touchy subject, but well um, down the road, right? Because because you're you're young, um, you have a you're known at least locally and and uh, to a certain extent uh, yeah. uh, nationally, um, yeah. Uh, like what's 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 your move do you do you want to would you ever run for a higher office if you will um would you plan on getting a, a university education yeah i'm definitely open to all those things uh, i think sort of the most honest answer i can give you is i i don't really know um and yeah. I'm, i mean i'm open to i'm open to all of it um i i think i i don't want to be a career politician um i'm i'm yeah. i'm you know, I'm really, I really want to make a difference in the world. And, and I, and I, you know, um, I think, um, you know, I think I've, I've, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've settled into the role of, of a local elected official. Well, you know, I think I'm, I'm doing an all right job. Um, and it's something that I enjoy. So I definitely be open to, to doing other things in politics later on, but, mm -hmm. um, but I also, I don't want to just be a politician my whole life. You know, I'd, I'd like to go to school and I'd like to, you know, work in as in another career uh, as well. So um, yeah, I'd be open to it. Um, I, I don't really have any other, I don't have any specific things in mind. Uh, and I don't think I probably will for the near future. Um, like I'm not planning on running this election or, or the one after that. Um, or, or, you know, I, I don't have any sort of outside uh, near of the future city council election. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's what I'm focused on right now. Exactly, yeah. is, is is city council. When's the uh, next? Sanitary when's council. the next election for you? In two years from now, essentially, almost oh, exactly. Wow. So it's okay. uh, I was elected in 2018, and and there's we're four year terms. So uh, yeah, oh, two years I didn't know. Away. I thought it was two year terms, to be honest. Oh no, no, it's a four year term. Four -year yeah, term. it used to be two year terms a while back. Then they changed it to three, and then they changed it to four. So I'm I'm in a four year term. So uh, about halfway through it now. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So okay. I guess the short answer to your question is I don't know. I'd be open to it, um, but at the end of the day. Um, yeah, no, I, I love politics and I'd be, you know, I'd be open to, to, to going further with politics one day, but I'd also really like to, to do something else in my life as well. And that's the, that's the, you know, the, the, the nice thing about, you know, for me getting elected at a young age is I've, I've got that time to do other things in my life. And, and if I wanted to, you know, to do uh, more politics as well, I could do that. So I, I feel, I feel fortunate in that position. Good answer. You got good answers, Ned. Yeah. <laughs> off the cuff. Seems <laughs> off the cuff too. That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> good. This is not C facts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no. uh, my, I had another question I thought of. So okay. going back to you, you kept mentioning weights, weights, weights and the community and stuff, right? What can, yeah. what can it give me a, an actual like bullet point? What can an individual do in their own home or, or, or whatever um, to uh, slow down climate change? in their in their own individual capacity give me give me some examples of that so i've i've gotten better yeah. at recycling that's the best i i turn and i turn off my lights i don't know how much that affects the environment I shower less less long you know those, know those are the things that we've heard about for so long we also have to and we, we those things are important we also have to be thinking about things that we haven't heard about as much um an interesting if you're looking to make a big interest uh, a big difference in your greenhouse gas emissions your own personal carbon footprint and you're interested in doing something that's a little more bold than that and thinking out by outside the box that's another what outside the box that's the name of the show no, that's the, that's right that's i didn't even yeah. think of that yeah that's another documentary that would be good to watch is cowspiracy it's oh, yeah. super eye -opening. i have that on my computer yeah yeah have you watched it no you should watch i watched it. the other one the natalie portman one i watched that 
Okay. Cowspiracy is really well. Cowspiracy is really interesting because it's super eye-opening about how much impact just our diets have on on greenhouse gas emissions. It's massive compared to the amount of how long your showers are. It's it's astronomical. It's the 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 impact is way bigger uh, than, for example, taking a five-minute shorter shower. Uh, You know, so so that's that's another thing that people can be doing is thinking about you know, and and essentially what cowspiracy about is is uh, sort of the kind of just how much greenhouse gas emissions come from the meat, dairy, and egg uh, industry as opposed to sort of plant-based diets. You're I'm a vegetarian a myself. Vegetarian, yeah. yeah, I'm a vegetarian myself. I'm, I'm not vegan. Um, I was a vegan. Uh, yeah, I don't really? think you knew this about me. Yeah, I did it for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, nice. Good for you. I, I, to be honest, I don't know if this is good on brand for you, but I, I, uh, I got blackout drunk, Ned, and I woke up really? and uh, – and there were baby bell wrappers all over my house. That's, that's what got me to slip up again. Yeah. Okay. But I did wow. it for a month and a half and it's easy. I tell you what, it's easy. It, um, it's a lot easier than people think. And there's so many yeah. foods out there that we just like, that I never even uh, tried before I was a vegetarian. I mean, I started like, like there's so much foods. I mean, if you look at uh, like Indian foods and yeah, man. Um, that's a great there's example. so much out there. And, and I was eating, they, I was know, eating essentially homemade, uh, Indian inspired food for the most part. Oh. I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much out there and there's a lot of rest like local businesses. Hey, support your local businesses during, during yeah. COVID that are, that are, you know, there's, I think, uh, what's the very, new business that opened up butchers. downtown? Um, I mean, another one. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. The very good butchers. I like green cuisine. I like, um, yeah. I haven't I'm tried those the, guys. the new vegan pizza place in Victoria. Oh, yeah. downtown. It's, 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 it's what's good. it called? It's Virtuous it called? pie. Yeah. Virtuous pie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I give it the I, thumbs it up. Good? It's tasty, man. Yeah, it's tasty. Okay. I, that's yeah. on my list. I'm gonna try yeah. it. And then all, all I mean, I, I really like the. Uh, uh, we got a lot of Indian food restaurants as well in the region, and uh, so yeah, the Indian Royal food's Spice. Great that's the one I recommend. Yeah, I've been there. I love it. Yeah, Royal good. Spice it's is all the best. Good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Speaking of food, uh, I'm gonna be eating dinner myself now. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I should too. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. All right, Councilman. Okay. Cheers. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to stop recording and then we can talk for another minute. But Okay. Here, stop recording.